Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. Set. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into another Red October edition of Underground Sports Philadelphia, presented by the City of Vineland. We are back live. It's KB. It's Matt coming at you from Underground Studios. As you can tell, my voice is pretty much shot. As I was at Game Two of the NLCS, we're going to talk all things Phils. It's been a while since Matt and I have gotten to sit down and talk Phils, uh, so we're going to talk everything. Uh, Phillies, we're going to get set for the Eagles and Kelly Green on Sunday night football. And it seems like Joel Embiid might be free from Under Armour after all. <laughs> Not looking uh, forward to talk about the Sixers again. And, oddly enough, optimistic October. Off to a hot start for the Flyers. Good for them. It's uh, like those, um, in like the fall and the spring, you get like fake fall, fake spring. We are in, uh. We're in fake good season. Yeah. Optimistic October is always a good time. Uh, but before we get into everything, make sure you guys are following us on the socials at Underground PHI on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads. We're doing a giveaway with the GOAT herself, Dewani, on our Twitter, uh, giving away three of her Red October Moments collection. Go check that out. Easy to enter. You got to follow, retweet, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Go check that out. The artwork is incredible, as always. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash PHI. You can watch us live every Wednesday when we're not at Citizens Bank Park. Uh, Twitch.tv slash PHI. Follow Matt on Twitter at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star rating and review, and subscribe to the Underground Sports Philadelphia YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. Matt, we've surpassed 600 subscribers due to our, our giveaway and the Swifties uh, because we posted a clip of Travis Kelsey at the Eagles-Jets game, and overnight, the other night, it went from about 2,000 views, which is pretty solid for our YouTube channel shorts-wise, uh, to upwards of 9,000. Uh, so shout out to the Swifties that uh, found us on YouTube. Listen, I am a I'm a big friend of the Swifties. Appreciate Taylor Swift's music. So you know what I am. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with this. I'm cool we'll with take that it. development. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the YouTube YouTube.com/slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia. It's part of our giveaway stipulations. We're at 607 subscribers as well. Uh, so the road to 700 is now underway, and obviously that road to 1K full blown where. All of our podcasts on the network have something special planned for their respective shows when we hit 1,000 subscribers. Uh, so go subscribe to the YouTube channel 
And of course, this show is presented by the City of Vineland. And the City of Vineland Municipal Calendar features city-organized, city-sponsored, and city-affiliated events that are of public interest. The calendar, which is accessible at vinelandcity.org, is a good way for residents and visitors to build awareness, remain engaged with city government, and participate in local events. You can also follow the City of Vineland on social media via their Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages. Through these tools, you can stay connected to the community and get important announcements about programs and services offered by the city. Finally, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. A big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. Matt, what's going on, brother? I am living some kind of Red October dream. Ooh, you baby, Red October is in full swing. It has been quite... Sometimes, since you and I have been able to sit down and talk fills, uh, we have since advanced through the wild card round and absolutely fried the fish. We have once again stuck it to the Atlanta Braves in the NLDS, made Spencer Strider poop his pants, and now the Phillies sit two wins away from back-to-back trips to the World Series. Yeah. Um, what a... Uh like two and a half weeks it's been and uh you're the marlins here's just going all the way back there i think what's funny is we were talking about who we might face in the wild card we kind of had three opponents that we were all looking at between the cubs the marlins and the diamondbacks diamondbacks were a team that i don't think either one of us wanted to play in a three-game series because of the threat that they pose uh, good offense two you know top end starters and uh, it is kind of ironic that it was a team we were hoping to avoid in the wild card round, but have found our way into the uh, NLCS with. And it kind of reminds me of the Padres last year, even, you know, like where I think kind of didn't really want to play the Padres in that first round. Mm-hmm. And it, it ended up not bouncing that way and um, maybe even favored both teams in some regard. But yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been another postseason full of memories and iconic moments. Um you know, you have the Stott Grand Slam and you have the Stare Down from Bryce Harper. I think those are the two so far from each series. Um, I don't know. I don't know if we've gotten that from the NLCS so far or if, if that's still to come. But um, it's I didn't a thing to add one is the, the Nikki C ring finger. Uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, that one's more for the online freaks, I yes. think. But, <laughs> they, you know, they online freak lives matter, too. You know, like they they're, they're very important to us as well. So. Um, yeah, maybe the the Bryce Harper blowing out the candles. That, maybe was, that could be that was uh, great too. Maybe that could be one. But it's been such an amazing uh, playoff run so far. Um, dominance on both sides of the ball as well. And we talked about how this team in August the power really started coming back. We saw that carry through September, and they've been record setting pace. They've 15 home runs in the last four games. That's which is just insane. 15 home runs in the last four games is crazy like that's just that's unsustainable right you know so where but it's it's the playoffs right so it's it's a smaller sample size to begin with but we've seen this team get really hot over the last few years and how unstoppable they can be for you know two week three week stretches feels like we might be in one of those stretches right now and it's the best time of year to have these kinds of performances um yeah and I, I think there's been a lot of discourse too about the playoff format is it good is it bad does it need changing anything like that um, I think the biggest thing is that the Phillies' best players have performed, and these teams that have won, you know, 100 plus games, 
the guys that they've handed out their 200 300 million dollar contracts to have not shown up have not made meaningful impacts Bryce Harper Trey Turner Cassianos Schwarber Zach Wheeler even you could even say JT have all stepped up have all had great playoffs Harper is <laughs> we were joking <laughs> about how he's like if Barry Bonds ate Babe Ruth at the moment, if you look at like his OPS, if you look at his numbers in the playoffs, this playoffs especially, it's been spectacular. So all the way around, it's it's been a lot of fun. And um, last year, I don't want to say that last year felt fluky, but last year there was just certain there was a, a kind of magic to it. This year, like this team deserves to be here. Yes. They're a ninety win team. If they're not in a division that has three playoff teams and one of the best teams in baseball, and one of the best offenses in like modern history. This team is probably in like the mid to high nineties, mm-hmm. you know, like honestly, like I think that gets left out of the narrative too. It's like, yeah, you know, we, right. We were a 90 win team. We, we got through the wild card, but we're in a lot of other divisions. We're probably winning the division very easily. You yeah. know, I, I really do think that we're in like a four way tie in the AL West. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is going to be the segment where we just tip our cap to the ever so incredible Sarah Langs because the stats she puts out, especially during the postseason, are incredible and Sarah Langs is the best. Um so Matt, the most home runs in the first eight games of a single postseason. The twenty twenty Yankees, which you can put an asterisk next to that because Mickey Mouse playoffs, but seventeen in seven total games. The twenty twenty three Phillies, who through one in game two, they obviously added two more. Uh, 19 home runs now in eight games in the postseason. The only other teams that are better, the 2004 Astros, who had 20, and the 2021 Red Sox, who had 20. And we hope that we're, we're live and dancing long enough that we can uh, that we could get get past those. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's what they're doing – just mashing the ball is, is pretty unbelievable. And it's not even just too that we've had that production, you know, I think a frustrating thing from the brave series that you've even seen in, in this Arizona series so far as leaving some guys on base. And it felt like, especially against Atlanta, there was going to be moments where that could have come back to bite you in it. Um, I think it very much did potentially too in, in game two, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, the offense has, has really come alive. And again, it, it's the guys that you paid that have stepped up. Trey's had a, a great playoff so far. <laughs> I like I I'm already ready to say Bryce Harper is the best free agent signing in Philadelphia sports history. I don't think there's ever, and I I'm yeah. starting to think it's not even close. I don't think there's ever been a guy that has come here with the expectation that he has delivered on. Now listen, like Celtics deliver a championship. Maybe this is the year. Who knows? But all things considered, I've never, literally, I have never seen a playoff performer like Bryce Harper in this city ever in any sport i there's no one that comes close he is he is one of the best baseball performers i've ever seen in the playoffs like truly not even just if you're counting the phillies like there are very there are very few players through history that have done what he has done and with like the weight of all that expectation too like he is unbelievable he's worth every penny every year of that contract He's worth double. He's that. underpaid. He really is. He's honestly, he's just a, a like a really, really special player. And I think nationally too, he's getting that recognition a lot. I was listening to like a few like national podcasts. They were talking about him being like the face of Major League Baseball mm-hmm. right now. 
And I think that's really fair and probably true. Like he is, and what's great about him too, is he kind of just, he cares. Like he, he, he cares. Like he, I think the whole pandering narrative is dead. Yeah. He wants to fucking win here just as badly as the fans want this team to win. And it shows anytime he's in a press conference, anytime he's out on the field, he's playing with 110% effort because he wants to win a championship. Yeah. I think, um, I think too, you know, we, we talked so much coming into the playoffs, what this team is like and their mentality. And we compare them a lot to those Cardinals giants teams that the Phillies had to, to lose to, you know, in like the 2010, 2011, 2012 season, like they had, it's, it's, it's so hard, especially in a sport like baseball that has a lot of math behind it and you can understand this game in a statistical way and there's a stat for just about everything, but you, you can't quantify like mentality. I, it's it's maybe a cop-out, I don't know, but like there is something about the mentality of this team that is just different from other teams. Like, And they have, they have that just like cutthroat type of spirit, which is important. Um, and just like I said, a, a great resilient mentality. Um, again, you saw it with Bryce's latching on to the RCS quote, um, and you know it was a harmless quote, and it, it gets reported out, and it comes back to him. And what does he do? It, it he uses it, whether he will admit it or not, but he uses it to fuel his fire. And you see that in the stare down, and you see that with great players across all of sports history. They will imagine slights against them. It, it, I can remember watching the Jordan documentary. Mm-hmm. And he would make up scenarios. He would make, he would literally fabricate stories to give him just a little extra juice, to give him a, some kind of motivation, some sort of edge. And um, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think you're seeing that with this team. They have that edge. And man, they're just so much fun to watch. And I want to give a lot of credit to, to, to Wheeler and Nola, who have been. Wheeler might be the 1A best free agent signing in Philadelphia sports you, history. I, I think you genuinely have the two best free agent <laughs> signings. And also, again, two of the best playoff performers I've ever... Literally. Like, Zach Wheeler's one of the best playoff pitchers. I've, and we've been very lucky to see some of the best pitching in Zach Wheeler history, is like, you know, in our life. But I forget what stat it is, but Sarah Langs posted it. He moved ahead of Mariano Rivera on the list. That's crazy. What's the Mariano Rivera stat? More people walked on the moon that got a hit off him in the, in playoffs, the playoffs, which is mind blowing. It's like um, my favorite is there are more trees in the Canadian forests than there are stars in the universe. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of those things like that can't possibly be true, and you like that's true. You know, like um, Zach Wheeler's unbelievable, and. Uh, through six innings, I should say he's had a little bit of uh, attention for, you know, that, that six inning to get tight. But like when he is on, he's unbelievable. Nola was great last night against Arizona. Um, and I, I think speaking more just about this series, they're up to, Oh, going out to Arizona. That is the ideal situation. And of, of course it is right. But I think you handled these two games perfectly at home. Um, I think the, the biggest fear I had with playing Arizona in that, that three-game wildcard series is they, they remind me, they have shades, I think, of the Phillies last mm-hmm. year, right, in that they have, like, two really top-end pitchers, um, some big performers, some guys that can really hurt you. Um, some young talent. Some young talent, for sure. Like they're And they're kind of a team just playing very, like, loose, right? Like, mm-hmm. playing, honestly, with house money at this point. You know, there, there's really no pressure. There's honestly no pressure on either team, no. which I think is interesting. You know, like, 
it's very similar to the NLCS last year where both teams are like, yeah, we're happy to be here, but we obviously, you know, want to go to the World Series and win. But like, I don't know that that was necessarily expectation. Um, I don't know. For the Phillies, I think it was the expectation to get back to this stage. For, for Arizona, I don't think that was the expectation coming into this year. In fact, they had to you know do some work at the trade deadline to try and get some extra you know pitching and, and some some depth. But I think this is a great situation to be in because we know that after Merrill Kelly, the rotation is not as, as strong for Arizona. Um, you know, I think avoiding one of those those first two game splits was really big for for the Phillies and. They have a good opportunity of this series not returning to Philadelphia. It obviously could. Arizona's a good team. Mm -hmm. We've seen them flip a switch very quickly. You know, they were they had not lost a game coming into this series, all playoffs. And we see them um you know, we talked about the Phillies offense being, you know, high octane and, and quick to, to turn a switch. They can do the same thing. Uh, but I think you've put yourself in a really strong position now, if you're the Phillies, to to hopefully close this out. And, and not even have to get uh, you know, on a plane back to, to Philadelphia to play a game. More Sarah Lang stats. Uh, this one is a Zach Wheeler stat. This is the one, Matt. Zach Wheeler has a 0 0.70 whip in nine career postseason starts. That's the lowest in any nine-start span in postseason history, and it's his first nine. The next on that list. Can you guess the pitcher who's next on that list who is at a 0 0.73? Uh, trying to think of the most dominant <laughs> playoff performing pitchers. Um, what's the inverse of Clayton Kershaw? What is, who is the that would be 2012 to 2016 Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. I was I was gonna guess one of the Giants. I was actually gonna guess Lincecum. I but <laughs> I think that's just my own uh my own my own trauma speaking um and Baumgartner was ironically uh, a Philly that uh someone that we really wanted to be a Philly yeah I can remember so yeah Wheeler I was listening to a podcast that they were talking to about how criminally underrated he is and that you know he was on that Mets team that had DeGrom Syndergaard and him and Matt Harvey and Matt Harvey and he has had the best outcome out of all of those guys mm -hmm. which honestly i think if at the time if you like ranked those guys he would have been, been crazy he would have been the fourth like and i don't even think that would have necessarily been a disservice because he also had massive question marks over health even when we signed him you know it, there was just question marks you know he hadn't really put together a full season performance had a lot of tommy john issues right like and he is and i i, I just i've been blown away by him he's he's been unbelievable so man this and this Philly team they're, they're so much fun to root for they're they got great energy and obviously we know all, all the advantages that the the home crowd and, and home field advantage brings you so um like I said we're going out to the desert um it's I, I expect that we will drop a game out there maybe even two but um I just think the way that this Philly team has played you have to say that they are strong favorites to, to close this series out in Arizona and, and not even have to have it come back to Philly. And um, even if they do, I, I think this team has just shown last year and, and then again these playoffs that they are just really a force to be reckoned with at home. Um, what – I don't need I, – I should have looked this up. What is their, like, their – their numbers at home in terms of just outscoring opponents because it's got, it's got to so be insane. There, there is an insane stat that I have um, in terms of 
versus their opponent. The Phillies have hit more home runs this postseason, 18 home runs this postseason, than Phillies pitchers have surrendered runs, which is 13. It's it's unbelievable, especially at home. They've really been mashing, you know, 10-0 last night, you know, 15-3. to They've outscored the Diamondbacks so far this series. Um, you know, the Brave series, you, well, you get the 10-2 and the 3-1 game. Like, so it's 13-3. and Yeah, and then against the Marlins, 7-1 to and 4-1. to I mean, these are... 39. These are like dog days of summer yeah. types of uh They have a plus 23 run differential in the postseason. That's... They're, they're just... They're a team that is, is not only very good and, and made the right moves and pushed the right buttons in the offseason and throughout the course of the year, but they've also... This is like a... They're in really good form right now, and uh, it's it's the... The way they're playing is the kind of way that you don't even want an off day. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I, I think there's a small part, maybe even a big part of the Phillies that probably wish that today wasn't even a travel day, that they were just playing again. Because I, I just think it's, it's a lot of it is working for them right now, and um, you kind of just want every every day to have a game because I think the way they're playing, it, it's I don't want to say it's easy for them, but they have just been making it look easy. The Phillies have trailed at the end of only two full innings this postseason. That's the fewest through the first eight games of a postseason. Prior to that, the prior fewest through the first eight games was seven by the 2014 Kansas City Royals. It's interesting company to find yourself with. Um, yeah, it's it's been great. It's been it's been a lot of fun, and I'm just I'm so happy that we. Uh, you know, have playoff baseball back. People are as enthused and, and energetic as they are. And uh, like I said, it's a fun team to root for. We have, and these are the good days too, you know, like this is, this is what you, uh, you want when you're out in the wilderness for like 10 years and you don't have playoff baseball. You would just want to have runs like this, that, that give you some, some great memories, you know, no matter what happens over the next two, three weeks, I hope we get to watch this team play another two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun, and this it's just it's so it's so great as a fan to have a team that has spent the money, has spent it in good areas, has clearly addressed what was the problem for them last year in that World Series, right? And that one, you know, they added some extra offensive depth and and some someone like Trey Turner who can be a, a difference maker for you in a series like we've seen, and. They went out and they got guys that can throw the ball hard as shit. <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is what mattered because we had to deal with the same thing last year against the Astros and we did not handle that task yeah. very well. And um, I, I, I just, I, I think it's, it's everywhere you look. I think the Phillies have done a lot of, a lot of good things and pushed the the right buttons in the right places and um, have put themselves again in just a really good position to go back to back to World Series. Like that's that's also something that just doesn't. Even going back to back NLCS is not it's not a given, especially when you're coming from the wild card. You know, now if you're winning your division year after year, then you know we we can talk about that. But ask ask the Dodgers and Braves, mm-hmm. you know what what that's like. But there's only been two teams this century to go to back to repeat as National League champions. It's the 0809 Phillies and the seventeen eighteen Dodgers. Yep. So. 
Lowest ERA in the first eight games of a single postseason, Matt. The 2023 Phillies are just second, are second on the list. Only behind the 1983 Orioles, who, by the way, beat the Phillies in the World Series. They had a 1.23 ERA through the first eight games of a single postseason. The Phillies, 1.39. They've been, yeah, they've been really good. And, and you're going to see in this series, too, you're going you're gonna to get a Ranger day. You're going to get Taiwan which is uh, really interesting. Back at his old stomping grounds. Yeah, so... And that's the thing, too, with I, I think this being a longer series against the Diamondbacks. It, I think it nullifies a little bit what the Diamondbacks are good at, which is they're kind of like one of those like efficient teams, but, you know, when you stretch that out, maybe they don't quite have that depth to do it. I think what's been interesting about the Diamondbacks, too, really <laughs> lacking, and this is what... I loved, again, about the Phillies in that Brave series. They were aggressive, especially with stealing bases, especially in game one. They immediately were just going for knockout punches with, with getting aggressive with stealing bases. Uh, you know, Rob Thompson was aggressive in game one uh, of that Brave series, especially with pitching and, and making switches and, and being bold. I, if I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I think I'm frustrated that they're not trying to pull those same levers because mm-hmm. they have the speed. That is, I think, the biggest advantage Diamondbacks have in this series is they have, you know, not everyone in their lineup has it, but I think the guys who have speed on the team have very... Corbin Carroll had 54 stolen bases this year, and he looks like he has the yips on the bases. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the manager saying that. I don't know, like, you know... Like, he ha- he when he's on base so far, even, you know, watching game one at home and watching game two yesterday in person, like, he looks like he has no desire to run against JT Romito. Yeah, and I don't know if that's... The manager directive, I don't know if that's his own like confidence mm-hmm. because JT is obviously you know as good as a base runner as Corbin Carroll is. JT is just as good right. at, at picking guys off. So, um, yeah, that that's going to be interesting. You know, maybe once you get back to Arizona, you have the home crowd, maybe that's – and that's where something too, you know, things like that. This can be a team that I think really can switch momentum. You know, we saw it again in that Dodgers season. They had four home runs in an inning. You know, they, they have the ability to like flip a game on its head and – um you know, that's something, obviously, the Phillies are going to have to manage. And, again, a 2-0 lead doesn't mean anything. You know, you still mm-hmm. have to close out the series, and um, this is still a, a very dangerous team. But, like I said, you've, I think, done maybe the hardest part of this series, which is getting through against Zach Gallon and, and against Merrill Kelly with wins and, you know, putting yourself in a position now where the rotation starts to drop off a little bit to, to do some damage. And maybe even get a crack. They really haven't had a lot of cracks at the bullpen either. And the one time they did last night, it really collapsed in on the Diamondbacks. So um, that's going to be interesting too. Phillies are twenty-eight and eleven in the postseason at Citizens Bank Park. It is the best winning percentage of any home team at their home stadium in playoff history. And again, it just—it sounds like such a cliche. It sounds like such like. My sports team is the best. But, like, Trey Turner said it. <laughs> Trey Turner said when he came to Phillies, like, he saw the atmosphere and wanted to play in that atmosphere. Like, that was a legit – was that the only reason he came here? No. I think the 300 million whatever we gave him His was – His wife also being, like, from the area. And... Right. But I, as a player, like, you do want to play in that exactly. environment. Like, that is – Eric Kratz said it, it on foul territory. He said, you know – the way that Citizens Bank Park and he's played at Citizens Bank Park during the the dark years, uh, he said like that atmosphere is the way you attract free agents to your city. Absolutely, it's and I 
everyone takes note of it and it it does matter it it like fan interaction and and engagement and noise level and intensity absolutely absolutely plays plays a role and you've seen that not even just in the postseason you even see that in the regular season you know this 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 crowd is is certainly up for it but it does it does really go up a level in the playoffs and um you know again I, I don't want to do the thing like philly is different whatever but like i've been watching a lot of the other playoff series and there are very few crowds and moments that i think have even come close to a lot of the philly stuff um even for the wild card series, like everyone's standing, you know, like, and that's, you look at the, I'm sorry, but you know, I'm, I'm not trying to, actually I am, I am trying to dance on the Braves grave. Honestly, it looked like goddamn July 19th yep. out there. Like that's, and I, you know, I, I don't want to paint with broad strokes, but God, man, like I know that they've been to the playoffs a, a ton and whatever, but man, like it was, it was lifeless. And mm-hmm. I know it in person is always a little different on the screen, but I'm, I know what I saw, which was... But it's also, to to your point, like, watching Citizens Bank Park on the screen is different than what you see at any of these other absolutely, stadiums. Absolutely. You see the, the, the people standing. You see the limbs flying when it's it's a home run. You see, like... It, Bryson Stott's walk-up song echoing through your television. Like It, it is a, a, a different experience. And every, you know... When you have Jeff Passan saying that's an SEC football environment... I, and I don't think that's wrong either. Like, I really do think, like, you know, and, and the fans have, have made it a real special experience for the players and, and a really tough place to come and, and win games. And um, it opens up an interesting discussion, too. You know, we don't want to talk about World Series, any of that. We don't want to talk about the World Series, but there is the reality that the Phillies could have, could have home field advantage in a theoretical potential World Series. Um what would that mean? You know, like I, I would, even having home field advantage in this series, I think, is a huge, yes. huge benefit. Huge benefit to them. Getting the, the, the first, I, I really do think this could be a 1-1 series coming back to Philly if this is in Arizona. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really do feel that way. But it's, it, it's been, and too, you like look at the, the quality of pitching that this team has faced. They've, it's not like they've been beaten up on they got three talent. home runs against Spencer Strider, against Zach Allen, against Merrill Kelly. That's like that's crazy. Those are Spencer Strider is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and Allen and Merrill Kelly are one of the Zach best. Allen started the All Star game for the National League this year. One of the best one-two punches in baseball, honestly. Like mm-hmm. that is a that is a Wheeler Nola type of, of. I mean, for duo. crying out loud, we. Before the season started and before, like, Tywan Walker was signed, it was like, I wonder if the Phillies could trade for Merrill Kelly. Yeah, and he was largely pretty good last night. <laughs> it wasn't until he leaves and it gets relieved that it, it really, really fell apart. Um, and again, even when Spencer Strider is getting, he's thrown his best stuff. And Schwarber's like, eh. Hey. All right. Schwarber's come alive in this series, which has been great. What a guy. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber in his postseason career, this goes back to when he's with the Cubs. Uh, I forget if he was in the postseason with either the Nationals or the Red Sox too, but all of his home runs in the playoffs in his career have either come in the League Championship Series or the World Series. He is a – he's he really is like – he's the same guy. you got to wait till June. You just wait till wait till mid-October. <laughs> <laughs> June-tober. Yeah. Um. 
you know, Citizens Bank Park has the the Schwarberfest banners flying across it too, and the planes and everything. And like, you know, we've been to games, we've been to, uh, you know, home openers, we've been to you know big games at Citizens Bank Park. Going to Citizens Bank Park in the postseason is a sporting event that I have nothing to compare it to. I've been to Eagles games. And this is saying something. Sure, there's more fans in an Eagles game. The environment and the vibes at Citizens Bank Park in the postseason blow an Eagles game out of the water. Yeah, it's it's insane. It is a uh, and the the camaraderie too of like fan to fan. Like everybody is just like good vibes, ready. To, like it's like the fans. We have a mission, and it is to rattle the opposing team no matter what we have to do, and it is one of the coolest things. And, like, you're seeing, you know, we've started to see it, obviously, with the Swifties coming out to, to Chiefs games and everything, but, like, the postseason with baseball is when you start to see, like, the celebrities kind of come out and everything, and you're seeing the best of the best come out to Citizens Bank Park. You had Jason and Travis Kelsey uh, at Game 1. It's always Sonny Crew was there last night. Uh, Tim McGraw was at Game 1 of the NLCS, like, you're seeing uh, Philly's alumni come back and are, are taken in the game. Like, to have Jamie Moyer throwing out a first pitch, to have Raul Abanez and Joe Blanton throwing out first pitches. Like, I can't even imagine who's going to be in the building. You know, hopefully we take care of business the rest of the way against the Diamondbacks. But, like, the World Series atmosphere is going to be insane once the Phillies get there. Um, I saw Charlie O'Connor tweeted – uh, this yesterday too is like the the Braves series felt different because like you wanted to crush their souls the Diamondbacks just feel like they're in the way of the mission yeah absolutely so it's gonna be <laughs> I mean the we, we were talking earlier today about the ticket prices in Arizona and uh I wouldn't be shocked if there's some some Philly uh representation <laughs> in uh in the Diamondback stadium but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I can't wait till, till, till tomorrow evening. We get to see. I think they have the early uh, five o'clock, which is bizarre that we get the eight eight oh seven starts. I think that actually kind of helps though. Like if you can get it a little later into the night, you let people have some time after work to engage in a few extracurriculars. Yeah, I think uh, five o'clock start local time here. Two o'clock start in Arizona, I which think I think I'm pissed if I'm a Diamondbacks fan. If that's oh a hundred percent, that's. Like your I think first that's NLCS game that since you're hosting 2007, and you gotta you cut out of work early, get the kids out of school. Like ah, that, that sucks, and that plays a part in my. And that's like no full on excuse because obviously, if that was the case here, the place would be fucking sold out, and people would be tailgating at 5 a.m. Um, but you know that it does suck because it is doubled up now too because the uh the ALCS is in Texas for the next 3 with no off days. So now yeah. you have the the double games again like you did the other night and I don't know, you know, the American League Championship Series has been very interesting through two games as well. The Rangers look like a fucking juggernaut of yeah. an offense. Their pitching starting wise has been incredible for them. They've gotten out of some jams that most teams wouldn't be able to navigate themselves out of. And somehow, someway, their bullpen still hasn't been, you know, broken. They've bent quite a bit. Leclerc is 
Crazy. Holy shit. <laughs> Crazy. Deal. She is. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, I I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, start talking about, but it has, it, it's been fun. To, I don't think the Astros are out of this by any, no. any, any, any stretch. I, I thought they were really close to, I was kind of in and out on the, uh, on game two with them. I was doing some other stuff, but, um, they got my full attention bothering now. It's like, ah, you know, it's Houston. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. And then, yeah, Altuve up and nearly, you know, maybe a few more feet, but. I do think Houston still is really alive in this series. But, yeah, Texas has been – they've only lost one game? None. None? They're, they're undefeated. Okay, right. Because so, they were a wild card yeah. uh, for not winning the division. They right. swept Tampa in that empty stadium. And they swept the Orioles, And they too, swept yeah. the Orioles. Yeah, so they haven't lost uh, so far this uh, this postseason. And it's weird, too, because they were kind of struggling down the stretch. You know, this was a team that – beginning of the year was high i mean they led their division for 180 days yeah and <laughs> lost the division in the final like two weeks of the year yeah they they, they I think like mid-august it started to kind of go downhill for them and um had a team that was coming in with like a ton of steam it just i don't know it just goes to show to what what winning a wild card can kind of do for you and build some momentum yeah they're they're definitely a i think whether you're talking about the phillies or the dynamics i think whoever comes out of the al is is a huge huge threat mm-hmm. i honestly you know whether it's the the rangers who are playing red hot right now and i i think can can beat anyone in a seven game series for sure you know we've seen them do it already but i there's just something about the astros that are just um they're it, like emperor palpatine they don't disappear it's yeah it's like old magic it's yeah. like it's just it kind of just lingers and and you're i think you're you're not supposed to even talk about it, you know. Like, it's like just... there's no reason Justin Verlander should have returned to form the way no. that he did after getting traded from the Mets to the Astros, right? And yet here we are, Justin Verlander, you know, starting a game one of the ALCS and didn't pitch poorly either. Just the Rangers were able to, you know, hold the the Astros offense scoreless, which was very funny to watch. It's just you know? the, uh... well, how? Okay, so. How about this? What, what would a Mets fan say if in March you said, well, you know, you're going to have Verlander game. Verlander is going to be pitching game one of a championship series and Scherzer's going game three. They'd be like, this is amazing. And Scherzer going game three? Like, what is that? Who do we trade for? Yeah, who did we get? We bring DeGrom back. <laughs> oh, man. DeGrom, it would, DeGrom's on the uh, – He's, he's Tommy John. Yeah, but he, even he, like, Mets just catching, <laughs> catching all, all kinds of strays. That's unbelievable. I mean, Tommy Pham was on the Mets, and now he's playing on the Diamondbacks. Well, he's he's there. I'd, yeah. <laughs> um, Scherzer tonight? Worried about that at all? I think, <laughs> I think I would be. I don't know. If I'm a Rangers fan, I'm kind of worried because Scherzer hasn't pitched in a month or a month and a half. Like this is his first start. It has a Spencer Strider last year feel with the added bonus of being like 800 years old and having collapsed in the playoffs before. While injured. Right. You know, we saw it last year against the Padres. I mean, if Scherzer hangs one pitch to Jordan Alvarez, that thing's flying to the moon. Unbelievable, dude. He is. That that trade, when it it pops up all the time on my, my timelines, it just still blows my mind to this day. What was what was the trade? For so Alvarez? Jordan Alvarez, believe it or not, was a Los Angeles Dodgers prospect at one point. Um, 
Jordan is now 26 years old. He's unbelievable, dude. Jesus. And Jordan was traded at the trade deadline in 20... Eighteen, I want to say. Let me see here. Jordan Alvarez trade. He's he's a guy that I think, like Bryce, it kind of went a pitch round. <laughs> <Kinda>. Oh, <laughs> John Boy was talking about this the other day. Like Jordan is the guy you one hundred percent are just like pitching around. Where like some pitchers will still feed Bryce some pitches because it's like he'll take some healthy hacks at them and sometimes he'll miss. Jordan's if you hang something over the middle of the plate, Jordan's not missing. That. It's um it reminds me of Tom Coughlin yelling at the Giants punter for the miracle in the Meadowlands where it's like you have told you to like yes. kind of put it out of play. It's like if you put it anywhere near the plate, they're taking a mound visit just to chew you out for, for even thinking. So on August first, twenty sixteen, the Astros acquired Cuban infielder, outfielder, Jordan Alvarez from the Dodgers in exchange for Josh Fields. It was a minor deadline deal they made in 2016. uh, And the Dodgers needed help with their bullpen. Asked about Fields, a reliever who was putting up good numbers in AAA, but had struggled with the big league club, posting a 6.89 ERA in 15 appearances. Then Jeff Lundhau, who was the president of baseball operations at the time, asked for Jordan Alvarez in return. L.A. initially shot down the deal, believing Houston was asking for Yadier Alvarez, a pitcher they had just signed out of Cuba for $16 million. Lunhau instead wanted uh, the little-known first baseman who had just signed out of Cuba for $2 million a month prior. Uh, Fields, in 22 games for the Dodgers in 2016, uh, threw to a 2.79 ERA and two and a thirds innings of shutout baseball in the postseason. The trade took quite a turn in 2017 when the Astros and Dodgers, of course, met in the World Series. Alvarez was still a minor leaguer at the time, but Fields was very much key to the Dodgers' bullpen. Appeared in 57 games that season. Uh, Fields got the ball in the 10th inning of Game 2. Faced the heart of the Astros' lineup. Uh, He faced three batters, recorded zero outs, gave up three hits, and two home runs. The Astros won Game 2. Went on to win the World Series in seven games, and Fields never appeared in another playoff game and was out of the majors after the 2018 season. That's unbelievable. Jordan is. <laughs> it's almost like I, I I would avoid the Astros just to, have to, to watch it's every crazy. Jordan at but but like he's just he's unreal. Um, I mean, if if you had your druthers, you know, say the Phillies take care of business. Do you want? To face the Rangers, <laughs> who historically the Phillies have, for whatever reason, struggled at Globe Life uh, Park. But then you kind of get the fun storyline. Season started in Texas. Final matchup is against Texas. You wouldn't have home field advantage against the Rangers because they swept you in the beginning of the season. Or do you want the World Series matchup repeat from last year? Home field advantage against the Astros, who you can't count them out, but I think we can collectively say the Astros don't look like the same team they were last year. Like something is 
a little different about that team. I will also say, though, if the Astros climb out of a 2-0 hole to get to the World Series, Very I would true. be terrified. Very yeah. true. I don't love I don't love the matchup with either team. I don't love the the repeat thing with the Astros. And as much as I've talked up how good this mentality of the Phillies team, I I would maybe worry you're trying to set a last year's score a little bit. You know, like a, you're kind of fighting a an old fight in some ways. But having home field advantage, I think honestly having home field advantage is massive. For the Phillies, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, the Astros are not a good team at home this year, for whatever reason, yeah. both regular and postseason. Like, they are a better road team. And to throw into the mix of, like, them having to come to Citizens Bank Park for four games, potentially, if it goes the distance, like, I don't know. I, I feel like last year at Citizens Bank Park, too, in terms of, like, the home field advantage, like, it was there, but it was a lot of, like, Phillies fans were happy to finally have the postseason back. This year, it is much more like, this is our home stadium. You're not fucking winning here. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think I would just take the home field advantage and just all that that brings. Um, I really... I I would love the American League Championship Series to go seven games. Yes. Like, let those two teams beat up on each other. There's no additional rest either, no matter what the World Series starts on October 27th. Right. So there's no, you know, additional rest time no matter what happens. So let them beat up on each other. Let them use their pitching. Let them use their bullpens. Like, I'm here for that. Absolutely. I'm rooting for the Astros <laughs> tonight. <laughs> I... It's going to be a very interesting series for them down the stretch. Um, and, I mean, if you want to continue to – uh Get your vibes up. We got two awesome people who can do that for you. Uh, Our awesome merch partners at PHI Apparel Company. Matt, I don't know if you saw, we got the Attaboy Harper shirts on sale. They look spectacular. Um, You can go get those bad boys. Rock those during the postseason. Our our good pal Jack Fritz tweeted this when the stare down happened. He said, the Harper stare down is this generation's Allen Iverson step over. I mean, it was... You don't see that in baseball a lot either. You know, you don't yeah. get the, the kind of moments like that and definitely felt, uh, even in the moment, like you're watching something iconic. So you can uh, gear up for Red October, gear up for the Eagles, the Flyers, uh, the basketball team, uh, the Union at PHI Apparel Company. You can get your Underground Sports Philadelphia merch as well. Uh, but get the Attaboy Harper shirts, get your Philly Dog shirts. And when you go to check out, use code UNDERGROUND. You get 10% off any and all merch orders supports us directly supports phi apparel company who are the best merch partners in the game uh so be sure to use code underground when you get your merch at phi apparel.co code underground for 10 percent off and then you can also check out our pals at foco uh where you can get your phillies overalls and look like myself you can look like garrett Stubbs or the rest of the phillies team uh they got the red pinstripes they got the full-on reds the powder blue throwbacks and the powder blue with the paint splatters on them that Garrett Stubbs was wearing uh, in the clubhouse when they were remixing Dixieland Delight, which I think is my favorite new tri- uh, Phillies tradition. Uh, go to foco.com. The link is in our description to get your Phillies overalls and everything else that Foco has to offer for the best fans on the planet. Shout out to Foco for supporting the podcast. Um, do the Philly sweep. No, I, I, I think they, they drop a game here. and 
So it'll be Brandon Fott in in Game Three for the Diamondbacks against Ranger Suarez, and then Bob Nightingale announced today uh, the Diamondbacks are going with a bullpen game in Game Four, um, and they will let Zach Gallen, you know, keep his fingers crossed for regular rest for a potential Game Five. Yeah, um, I, I I think you 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 probably end up just dropping one in Arizona. I, I they don't feel like a team that's gonna. Pack it in. They don't feel mentally. You know, last night was obviously tough. You know, you lose ten nothing, but I I think they they rally get get at least one at home. I think the one would be the uh, game four because from a Phillies perspective too, we don't know who's going to be starting that either Christopher Sanchez or Taiwan Walker. Both of those guys haven't pitched in a month, right? So that's a little tough too. Um, so that's kind of the first like game this postseason for the Phillies where it's like okay we got to navigate pitching a little more in depth than we have uh throughout the first x amount of games of the postseason um it would be fun to close it out in Arizona though and potentially see Garrett Stubbs do a cannonball into that pool okay (laughs) I'm just learning this with the massive bump gunners on the Diamondbacks yep (laughs) (laughs) wow okay cool <laughs> i don't love that i also i like knew this but then i it's like one of those things you know and then you you remember evan longoria also being on the diamondbacks like a familiar uh familiar well i shouldn't even say familiar just i just remember him pretty much only from the the 08 world series so it's his first time back in which is the championship series since 2008 i i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry evan you seem like a great guy <laughs> There were uh, scattered Eva chants at the ballpark last night, too, classic. Um, which was very classic 2008. Um, I've also chosen every game that I've been to so far uh, to hit during Dan Baker's lineup introductions of the opposing team with a classic SpongeBob, oh, brother, this guy stinks. Um, Tommy Pham got it from the Diamondbacks from me. The Braves, it was Marcelo Zuna. And then John Birdie got it from the Marlins because if you're a team starting a guy with the last name Birdie in the postseason, you're so unserious. Yeah, you deserve it's coming to you. Um, so hopefully the Phils can uh, lock it down this weekend and advance to their second straight World Series uh, in as many seasons. And, I mean, there was never a doubt last night, Matt, because oddly enough, as I'm walking the concourse, I met John Middleton. Classic. Uh, which was while he was greeting fans at the first base gate. Um, we talk about this all the time in terms of, you know, comparing ownership groups and owners in this city. I think Philly's got two of the best with Jeffrey Lurie and John Middleton. Yeah. They, they take pride in what they own and want to win at all costs, as opposed to some other teams that you see around professional sports. And I think that is a huge part of why the Phillies have been successful uh, in getting back to where they are. Absolutely. Yeah. For all the faults for all the other, some of the other owners in this city, uh, <laughs> having, having people that are willing to, to spend money and spend it smartly too is, is a good thing and listen and defer. Yes. To people. I think is really the biggest hundred percent. Um, We'll, we'll touch on some other topics here real quick to wrap up the show. Obviously, the Eagles gearing up for Sunday night football uh, against the Dolphins, the Kelly Greens, 
will be on display. And uh, you nailed it preseason, Matt. You said the Eagles would lose their first game to the Jets. Thank you. You know ball. I do. Um, I don't know if I – I think I might have also said they lose to the Dolphins. Uh, I, feel like shook. I, I feel like I might have said uh, – now, granted, this was with Aaron Rodgers in the lineup, but well, you know, I you listen, never know. the uh, The spirits talk to me from the future. They don't <laughs> tell me all the details; just some of the, the big stuff. Uh, so October, yeah, you had uh, a three and two month of October. This is where I get stuff the, for them. So yeah, um, so we'll see how you know things play out on Sunday night, and uh, it does feel different from last year too in terms of like this time of the year where like obviously eagles five and one is still nothing to sneeze at that's one of, that is you know tied for best record in all of football but like last year it really felt like people were still like gravitating towards the eagles even though the phillies were on this run right now it feels like phillies are priority number one like if you have the multiple tv set up the phillies are getting the main screen yeah which is Eagles being the second sister is, is rare territory. Rare territory for them. They are. This is very much a an Eagles city, and um, doesn't. It, it takes a lot to to put them on that. Like you said, that second screen. But yeah, still been. Uh, listen, five one. I think you take that to start the season. I really think you do. Yeah, it's been, it's been a very fun time to be, uh, you know, a baseball town for for a little bit here and. Hopefully, you know, it continues and hopefully the Eagles get back on track um, and figure some things out. Julio Jones, though, now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Sure, I, I guess. Tell tell Eagles fans that, you know, five years ago, <laughs> you're jumping for joy. I mean, Julio pro- is obviously not what he once was um, at age 34 and having the, the foot issues he's had in the past, but... I think one of the the intangible values of bringing in a veteran like a Julio Jones, where he knows the position so well, you can make the argument he's a top 10 receiver of all time. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's got camaraderie with guys in the receiver room, too. Obviously played with A.J. Brown in Tennessee and played with Olamide Zacchaeus in Atlanta. And Devontae Smith has talked numerous times about how Julio Jones is like his idol. Yeah, he's even... Uh even following his footsteps by by missing practice with a hamstring injury it's awesome <laughs> so to have just julio's i think knowledge of the game and just the way that he reads defenses is valuable and obviously quez watkins is on ir i think we can all say julio jones hands right now are better than quez watkins hands uh in a lot of aspects so i mean even if you get one game out of julio jones that is like oh shit like julio jones just had like a game where like if it's like 70 receiving yards and he scores a touchdown, like that's a win. We'll see. I think he's washed personally, but <laughs> not, I listen, it's, it's not bad depth to add at all. And I think to someone of his like pedigree as well. And he's clearly ring chasing. Yeah. Which I respect. Well, t- I'll take this city being a ring chasing city. Absolutely. Always cool with that. Um, Welcome aboard. I loved our pals over at Kenwood beer. Uh, go to Kenwoodbeer.com. Use the Kenny tracker. See who's got it on tap. Now available in New Jersey. Uh, they quote tweeted the announcement tweet and said, uh, signed to get a custom Eagles Kelly Green jersey for a week and then announced his retirement. Sick. <laughs> Good choice. Good choice. Um, but, yeah, Eagles back in action on Sunday. 
Flyers winning some games, oddly yeah, enough. Let's, there's, I'm not speaking about any Wells Fargo occupant <laughs> for at least three more months. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. Obviously, this team is not supposed to be good this year, which we all know. They're going to start like 6-2 and two. <laughs> ensure that they get outside the top five. I do have to tip the cap, though, to Travis Konechny. I don't know if you saw last night. Gets like a 10-minute uh, misconduct penalty. Lays a guy out. Flyers win. He and his missus go right across the street to Citizens Bank Park. I do. I respect that. Tip also. of the cap there to TK for that. I do. Um, Flyers 2-1, and one, I believe, to start the season. Um, you know, and I, I saw people tweeting about, like, Wells Fargo Center, like the the crowd's a little lighter than years past, which I think is a, a positive. Kind of vet out a little bit of just like the, oh, we're going to come no matter what type of fans that may have stuck around. It's like, hey, they're rebuilding. And they, yeah. they have said the word rebuild. So, um, you know, we'll see. And uh, they put the video out of the new locker room too, which looks incredible. Um, going to be working – this season to get uh, our old pal Brooke Destro on the podcast uh, a few times throughout the Flyers season. Obviously, she's covering the Flyers for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Um, she's going to be around the team a ton. Um, and then other Philly sports news: It seems like Joel Embiid's got a new shoe deal on the horizon. That with Skechers. The Skechers are like cool again. I think so. I okay. saw somebody say, "Ha ha!" Insert retirement joke here. Ha ha. Hey, man. Joe Montana wears him, all right? Hey. So. And uh, since we last talked to Joel uh, committed to Team USA for the Olympics. Yeah. I think he just <laughs> wants to dunk on Rudy Gobert. And can you blame him for that? <laughs> I certainly can. Yeah, he's, uh, he's ring chasing there, and he'll ring chase probably in like a year or two with the way the Sixers are going. So. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair to say that like – texting Giannis, hey, bro. Always love the way you grind. What's up? Can we vacation in Greece? Jesus. He's buying horses with Jokic. Yeah. I think it's fair to say right now there's no need for us to talk about that team. No. For the foreseeable it, future. It, honestly, what is there to say? I'm not I'm not doing the hardened thing. I'm not I'm No. Not, they're not sucking me in. We have a baseball team that is two wins away from the fucking World Series again. <laughs> There's no need to be talking is, about this It is Phil season, and then it is bird season. The and Eagles then... are 5-1. and one. The Union are on their way to the playoffs. Yeah, maybe like... maybe in January. <laughs> maybe. It's <laughs> <laughs> a hard maybe, too. Good grief. But by then, you know, the Phillies will be re-signing players, and right. we'll be gearing well, up for spring training. Well, Shohei Otani so. jerseys to be buying, so. Sorry about your luck. Um, that's all we got for you guys. Make sure you are following us on the socials at Underground PHI, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, Facebook.com slash Underground Sports PHI, Twitch.tv slash Underground Sports PHI. Follow Matt at Matt Castarina. Follow me at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feed on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Underground Sports Philadelphia, where we are currently at 600, 608 subscribers as of this portion of the pod. So go subscribe. We're on that road to 700 and on that road to 1,000. 
Make sure you get your merch, phiapparel.co, code underground for 10% off. Get those Attaboy Harper shirts. Get the uh, Philly Dog shirts and uh, support us. You can get your Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast merch as well. And, of course, this podcast is presented by the city of Vineland. And whether you're a company looking to expand, relocate, or you're a new business startup, selecting the right location is critical to your success. Vineland, New Jersey offers both an affordable business location and an excellent quality of life. The city's economic development department is a one-stop source for moving your project through the development and approval process. And their goal is to make this process as smooth as possible and to provide the fastest turnaround times in the region. If you're considering potential locations for your operation, contact the Vineland Economic Development Team at 856-794-4100. That's 856-794-4100. Vineland, New Jersey, where it's always growing season. And big thank you to Security 21 Security Systems and Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated for their continued support of this podcast. It's another Red October edition, episode number 578 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. For Matt, I'm KB. We'll hopefully be talking to you uh, post-NLCS champs clinching uh, over the weekend. But until then, we're getting the heck up out of here. Go Phils. We are signing off. I need some